another episode of Corgi Town USA, a podcast for pets and their people. If you're new here, hi, I'm Candy. I'm the owner of Corgi Town USA, and we like to focus on pet-centric lifestyle, health Indeed. of uh, not only corgis, but our dog and kitty friends in general, and what lifestyle looks like and how we can enhance our lives with those puppers and kitties. And in my lap is Chuckles. He's our spokes corg, little tricolor corgi. He's my little a little heart baby um, joining us. And we also have the other members of the Corgi Committee in the studio. If we lose equipment, oh, it has been known to happen. It has. We will be back. Uh, we, you know, we get zoomies and frapping all over the studio and we just plug back in. We keep going. That's part of the Corgis running the town. Exactly. But we also have Booger and Hammer, my little degenerate myelopathy Corgi who uses his wheelchair. And we have um, Mortimer Bartimus. And we have Digby. Digby is my son, and I'm Catherine. Digby the Doof. Digby the Doof. And Kat is the co-host and producer of this podcast. And yeah. if you like this video, please like and subscribe. As I mentioned, we are here for you every Thursday for you know, new content. You know what? Beyond that, beyond that liking and subscribing, tell your friends. Take the link and post it everywhere <laughs> and tag people and make them want no we can't make them do that i gave cat ice cream today and i'm starting to wonder if maybe i made a mistake she She's did all hopped up on sugar she did in all seriousness please share us yes. share us with everybody you know and love not just corgi people all all those warrants out there pet them pet them pet them yes well, I wanted to talk about what life looks like. Uh, I hate to say I'm going to overuse post-pandemic world. We're still in it. I don't know that we'll ever fully leave it. But um, but this uh, once the pandemic hit and it was the pandemic world, life changed for pets as it did for people. And we had some issues where we had um, kind of shelters emptied out, which was wonderful. People wanted yes. companions. Um, and then people started going back to work and rescues and shelters got full again. Um, and there are many things that caused that. But I wanted to bring on somebody who's worked in animal welfare for a very long time and kind of have that conversation. So today we're going to talk about what life looks like post-pandemic for our pets, with our pets, for pets in general, um, and as well as the people, the wonderful volunteers and workers that take care of um, take and, care of these babies. And I, I, I want to clarify just before we go, because, you know, this is now and the pandemic. We're not pandemic E right now. Pandemic ish. Pandemic ish. <laughs> when we say post pandemic, I really, what we're talking after about the initial is, shock after, after the lockdown. Yeah. After the shelter in place, the dramatic life change, the dramatic life change where none of us could even speak to each other on the phone or whatever they yeah. told us not to do. And then the change, we, we were allowed to go back out and then we were allowed to go back to our jobs or our work or other places. And now life is different. different and now ways. life is different and yeah. different for the pets. So yes, I'd love to bring our guest on. Okay. So today we have Shelly Meeks. Shelly, welcome. Hi, Hi, thank you for thanks. joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. So uh, tell us, 
if you don't mind, tell our audience, uh, dear viewer, dear listener, uh, Shelly, tell us about your kind of your background, what you've been yeah. doing all this time, kind of, you know, let us know why you're the expert, why we think you are. <laughs> well, I was born into this. Um, I, I grew up in a boarding kennel. My mom was a professional groomer. So I've uh, been scooping poop and taking care of critters since I was old enough and big enough to handle the pan. Um, from there, I did a lot of customer service and then veterinary work. Uh, started with City of Austin early early 2000s um, and have worked nonprofits, municipal agencies, sanctuary, uh, pretty much the gambit and pretty much every spot in a shelter. I've I've held that I've worn that hat. So um, over 20 years of animal sheltering in every aspect thereof. That's, that's heavy work. I mean, that's, it, a, it is. you know, takes, yeah. takes a special person, takes yeah. special people. Yeah. Um, I'm always grateful to those who, who can't do it because it's, I believe it's taxing everywhere. It's uh, yes. physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Emotionally is a big one. Yeah. You know, most often those in the industry last about five to seven years. Ooh, and wow. they just can't do it anymore. Um, it, it's a hard industry. I tell people it's a, it's an emotional roller coaster every single day. I'm and sure. uh, so you have to have a really good support system. You've got to have, you know, uh, pretty good, decent resiliency in your life yeah. and just try to maintain and focus on the positives. So, yeah, I like that. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Well, we want to talk to you today about um, we've had this this major life shift over the last um, three years, and it's yeah. it's still ongoing, of course. But I feel like you know life had this sense of normalcy for everyone, right? And then all of a sudden, everyone mm -hmm. is in shock. You have yeah. this overnight drastic change, and yes. then that kind of dragged on for what seemed like an eternity. Mm -hmm. And now we're starting to get back into some of our old habits and ways. However, the world that we see it is largely changed forever in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yes, it has. And I wanted to focus a little bit about how that changed for the, for animals as well. I mean, it's, we think about how it's changed for us, not only our pets, but, but, animals in general, in general. And get your take on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a roller coaster. And, um, you know, when the pandemic hit, everybody's freaking out and everybody's sequestered and staying at home and now nothing to do. <laughs> uh, and we saw a huge impact on animal shelters across the country. They emptied yeah. for the first time in since, you know, the clear the shelter event. Woohoo. One day. No, we stayed empty. Um, yeah. I, you know, we had an entire pod of our adoption facility that was completely empty for months. Wow. Uh, enough that we were able to assist an organization with a cruelty case that we would have never been able to house that many animals, you know, on a regular basis. Um, and so it was really cool for us in the animal welfare industry. We all kind of got a nice little deep breath and got to take a little bit of time and relax. It was, it was neat. Work-life balance. What's that? Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah. First, first time ever. Um, and, you know, the veterinary offices were blowing up. People were realizing, you know, what it took to, to care for an animal. Uh, we couldn't even get into our veterinary clinics for our spays and neuters as much because so many people had adopted animals or acquired animals that they were filling all of the spots. And so one of the challenges that that brought is there were a lot of agencies that were adopting out animals intact. Ooh. 
not getting the spays and neuters yes. done because they couldn't <clears throat> get them done in a timely manner. Okay. Um, but that took us back about 10 years, you know, the, the voucher program. Oh, I promise I will, I'll get it fixed. And then the staff to follow up on that, to make sure it got done, it didn't get done. And yeah. so now we're seeing the after effects of that still. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons that, uh, our, our shelters across the nation are full again to the point of overflowing is because for a year and a half, they some places stop doing spay and neuter wow. and it, it makes that big of an impact when you stop. You that, just, edu you've just educated me. Yeah. I, we're, we're all thinking and, and we've been broadcasting that, you know, they, and, and it's true that uh, some animals just came back because. Yeah. And very sensories. Yeah. Yeah. It never occurred to either I didn't of think us. about the spay and neuter. Yeah. yeah spay and neuter. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that had a big impact. And, you know, then people go back to work and they don't know what to do with this dog that has known nothing but a person who's been there all the time. Mm -hmm. And okay. so when they go back to work, the dog now becomes destructive because it's got separation anxiety and it's eating right. the doors off the frames and destroying carpet and eating the couch. You come home to a snowstorm nice. and, you know, you can love them a lot, <laughs> but you can only handle so much damage. Um, and if you don't work to mitigate that, it's just going to get worse. Right. So, and unfortunately some people wait until it's mm -mm, done before they reach out for help. And the way they reach out is to surrender their pet. Oh. When we've got so many tools we can give them on the front end to help with behavior problems, um, even medical problems, uh, things like that to help them keep their pets. Right. I think part of the, and I speak for being part of the pet community and hearing the voices mm -hmm. and seeing posts and seeing public. I never shame anyone for rehoming, of course. Right. Sometimes it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes your beloved pets don't get along and it's a, it's a very disheartening um, situation. Yes. Yeah. But I think someone, and as part of this is speculation based on experience, but some of that is the anxiety for resources so people think mm -hmm. i have a pet that has behavioral issues yeah i don't i can't afford a behaviorist a specialized behaviorist to right. come in and spend all this time with my dog i'm yeah. gonna have to give them to someone who who, who can maybe can right. yeah and you know sometimes it does take a behaviorist but there are a lot of things that are fairly easy fixes just you know given the right tools and I bet you dollars to donuts, your local animal shelter has some of that knowledge that they would love to share Absolutely. With, with those pet owners to, before it becomes a, I've got to give him up. Yeah. So. I, it, I, I, I don't know. I equate it to, you know, anything else. Do you, if you've been as a, as a human, mm -hmm. you or someone you love has been through a traumatic situation. And yes, if, if you've been, home with the pet and then you leave, it's a traumatic situation yes. for them. And with a human, it's a traumatic situation. Do you just give up on them? Or do you try your best to do something? And I think we don't, I think sometimes we don't think of our pets as having emotions, as right. having, you I know, feel like most problems. of our listeners and our listeners do. certainly, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it, they, I don't think they would be listening to this show right. if they didn't. I, I would like to see our listeners become educated with, 
with this. Help spread the word. And help spread the word, spread the word. when yeah. their friend goes, oh my gosh, how do you keep your dog, you know, your cat yeah. so calm or whatever? I can't do it. I'm going to have to surrender. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you try? So dear right. listener, dear viewer, we're, we're giving you some information that you can go help all the three of us go out and really spread this word. And I like that advice. Call call the shelter. Call the, yeah. shelter. Call the shelter. Yeah. They've got yeah. probably 40 years of experience between staff, if not more, mm-hmm. uh, on how to behavior mod, uh, behavior modification, or how to fix little things that seem really big. But if you just do this one thing, it'll help. Mm-hmm. Um, crate training. I hear a lot of folks, ah, I couldn't leave him in a crate for eight, 10 hours a day. I'm like, so you're bringing him to the shelter to spend 24 seven in a kennel. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make much sense. Right. Um, you know, I'd rather that dog spend 10 hours in a crate. Absolutely. Have a, you know, a, a family to love and, and uh, care for them. Um, hire the neighborhood walk, you know, teenager to walk your dogs in the middle of the day. Um, yes. Put movies on for them. Um, there are a lot of things you can do The interactive dog toys. You can even make your own out of like a two liter bottle and a dowel rod and put the treats at the bottom and spin it and they get the treats out. The tug um, jug. Homemade yeah. tug jug we yeah. learned about. Yes. We, we've had a, we've had some other uh, kind of trainer friends on and talked yeah. about some of those uh, using a, a, a wash rag and folding mm-hmm. up treats into it and hiding treats yeah. around the hide house. Them, yeah. Hide it around the house yeah. to give them something to do. You know, they, they get bored too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, when they get bored, their method of interaction and, and, and enrichment is to eat the baseboards off of the deconstruct. Yes. Yeah. Deconstruction. Yeah. Deconstruction. I'm just renovating, Mom. Yes, yes. I don't like this to... decor choice. <laughs> start a whole new renovation. <laughs> yes. So. But thank, thank you for that. I love that. So call call your shelter mm-hmm. if you have a friend or you know someone who, who is having these behavior issues and, and they maybe everyone that I've talked to seemingly is having issues with resources right now because yes. everything's so expensive. So there there is a resource for you if you're worried about that. Uh, you can say call the shelter. I love that. Yeah. And I appreciate you giving us kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's that's mm-hmm. what we like to do here. And that's talking about that. I remember how wonderful it was and how heart, oh, how heartwarming we were. That it that, was so cool. <laughs> yeah, they. Oh my gosh, shelters are empty. People yeah. are adopting. It's wonderful. It's absolutely right? beautiful. And then uh, one of uh, some of our friends in rescue, like Melissa East Coast Re- Free Rescue, mm-hmm. was talking about this was what maybe two months ago where we interviewed her and she said we are as we're done. We're full. Puff to the we're gills. Full. We can't take surrenders anymore. Um, yeah, it, she said it's, it was as worst as, as worst as she'd ever seen it. I so, have never had a wait list in my career. And we now have a wait list of animals to come into my shelter right now. And yeah. it's just, uh, I haven't seen these numbers in over 15 years. And wow. I think, uh, I think a lot of it is, it goes back to that. They didn't get them spayed and neutered when they were adopting them out. And, uh, folks don't know how to handle, the trauma that their dogs are going through or their cats are going through, not having that. Well, the cats are happy. They're like, please go back to work. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> but the, of course. the dogs are like, um, no, 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 you can't leave the house. And so, we're best yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a, it's very traumatic for them. So. Yeah. That's, oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's, that's heartbreaking. And I, I wonder, and I'm sure it's a very multifaceted mm-hmm. problem how yeah. we got here. 
Yeah. And that part of that too, I, I think maybe it, again, pandemics happened. We were all in shock. We were all mm-hmm. scared. We all wanted a companion to comfort us if right. we didn't Support. have it already. Yeah. yeah. And of course that's a wonderful, beautiful thing, but I tend to think that maybe part of what happened there as well is maybe it wasn't thought completely through on all those yeah. cases. Uh, like Probably you not. said, the, the spay and neuter, they think, Oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll do it when I get around to it. And by the time they mm-hmm. go back to work, they didn't get around to it. Right. And uh, maybe didn't really research the breed and how busy are they and how much interaction, what kind of training and what kind of guidance do they need? And, you know, maybe yeah. some of that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe why are you adopting a pet? Why do you want a pet? What is the, what is the reasoning behind it? Thinking long term. Yeah. You know, what's what's the need? What, what's the need? Where does it fit? Um, as our, as our dear listeners, dear viewers know, Digby was a gift from Candy. Candy was fostering to Candy was fostering Digby. And he was a foster and then he was a foster fail. And, and then he was foster fail. And then, and then, then he fell in love with cat. And then here I am. And it was because I was uh, in a bad place. I had lost my husband. I was very lonely. I was very depressed. And he came and he's a, you know, he was a huge comfort. I brought him everywhere. I had my doctor write me a note um, so that I could bring him everywhere. And I'd explain to people that, you know, hey, I'm going through something. And if it's okay, I'm bringing my dog in. And if it's not, that's okay. Um, Bottom line is, three years later, my life is getting back on track. Right. What do I do with him? Yeah. You know? Do I? Oh, yeah, you're done. You you did your thing. You did your bye thing. Bye. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need you anymore. But, yeah, yeah. Bye. Now, is he is he occasionally a pain in my rear end? Absolutely. <laughs> Take me never. He's perfect angel. That's it. He's a perfect angel. You know. I have two of those. Like, why yeah. do we have dogs? I don't know. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, people go, oh my gosh, you have a corgi. How cute. I'm like, you too can have a corgi. Here you go. <laughs> Let me guess. Is he is he a Pembroke? He is Pembroke. He's actually, he's actually, <laughs> and this is, this is a very controversial topic. Um, but I, I had received him from a wonderful family that, that couldn't, couldn't keep him. Mm. Um, but he's the quote unquote American breed where they're crossing Pembrokes with um, cardigans. Yes. Which I feel like it's controversial That's, because it, yeah. they're, they're calling it a breed. And I don't feel like it really is. It's not really, a breed. Yeah. But yeah. also um, it's, I feel like personally, we don't really know the ramifications health-wise. Yeah. Genetically doing that's, that. Right. That's but scary stuff. For better or worse. For better or was, for worse. He was he, around and he needed a home. He needed a home and I have him and, you know, and does he have his moments? Absolutely. Would no. I give him up? No way in hell. No, no, no. No way in hell. And, you know, and, and the same thing, I you met, a, met a wonderful man. He has his own dog. I also have two cats. Digby gets along with the cats. Not the, so much uh, the dog. The, not, yeah, not so much the other dog. So yeah. you put up a barrier in yeah. the house and you keep them separate and you do what needs to be done in order to make everyone safe and happy. And that's just, it. I have a very short fuse for a lot of this. And I understand the situation that Digby was in and there was an illness in the family mm-hmm. and there was, you know, and there was a mm-hmm. lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. I understand those situations. I don't well and, and you know and it's it, again it's multifaceted mm-hmm. and uh it's um compassion is mm-hmm. very important 
and yeah. it's and having perspective is everything. Yes. And 100% Kat and I are are we're pet people, we're animal people. We're going to be loyal to them 100% yeah. to the end. But um, that doesn't that's not meant to say that anybody who is in a situation where they have to give well, them up is, is not. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there are a lot of folks that are sobbing in the lobby because life has thrown them a curveball that right. they just oh, yeah. can't dodge. Right. And yes, absolutely. Um, you know, we tried to offer resources for rehoming that are not the shelter. If you know, if we can't get you a crate to help you with crate training and curb the destructive behavior or toys or food because you can't afford to buy food. Um, a lot of your shelters are doing intake diversion. They're doing whatever they can to give you the resources to keep your pet. Um, if we can't do that, there are uh, a lot of other options than taking them to the shelter. Uh, adopt a pet backslash rehome. It, you, it, it's like pet finder for the general public. You can build a profile. Okay. Um, you accept applications. It'll tell you what to look for in those applications and how to make a good match and then where to meet that person to rehome that pet. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Uh, yeah. Let's jot that down. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in the uh, uh, right. description yes, box the description as well. Box. Yeah. So it's adopt a pet rehome.com slash rehome. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much it for may that be resource. Backwards, but yeah, it's adopt a pet rehome and it is a great tool. Um, so that the animals don't even have to go to the shelter. You can adopt them out right from your home. And I love that that's, mm -hmm. that's guiding, guiding for perspective as well. Mm -hmm. You said it tells you what to look at. I, I know. So Hammer, he's my corgi. He has degenerative myelopathy. Um, he uses a wheelchair. This has actually just happened uh, over the last, just over a year now. But, yes. but I, I found him about 10 years ago from mm -hmm. a guy living in a van. Mm -hmm. and that guy, you know, he didn't want to rehome him. Something happened in a situation. He used to have a home in a yard, and he no longer did right. that, and he says he needs to be in a home with a yard. And, um, very, very sweet, very sweet guy, and I was lucky enough to get Hammer, and I went and got him, and he's he was, you know, he's a perfect dog. He's just yes. a perfect gentleman. He's just, he's amazing, um, but he, one of the things that happened and why I was in such a hurry to go get him is, be, is he was posted on Craigslist. Oh, yes. yeah, that one's a scary yeah. one. Right. And I think do not a lot recommend of, doing that. Right. No. And I, I feel like uh, maybe a lot of us pet people might know that, but uh, the general public, I feel mm. like, doesn't know that that's where bait dogs get found. One yeah, of the places where bait. Yeah. And so when I I see a corgi on, on Craigslist, I'm like, oh, somebody call now. Let's get him off of Craigslist before yeah, we do anything else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Craigslist is scary, but. Yep. Um, and, you know, sometimes your shelters may even be able to do a courtesy post. Um, for adoption. So, but yeah, avoid Craigslist, adopt a pet rehome. Um, there are some Facebook groups, but I'd still be leery and make yes. sure you do your research yep. uh, on the folks. But. Well, and, and I feel like a lot of the rescues as well, because uh, as we've talked to many rescue, our friends in rescue, that they're, they're volunteers. And that's, mm -hmm. that's another thing that kind of gets lost in yeah. I, I, people that, oh, well, why won't they let me adopt? I, they, the dog needs a home. Well, it's not typically that cut and dry. There are a Wait. lot of things they need to make sure that the dog gets in, in the right home for the dog and for you. Yeah. They, we want to make you set you up for success, not right? failure, set you and the pet up for success. Yeah. So want to make it, make sure it's a good match and you have the, the support needed to keep it a good match. Absolutely. And, and have, we need to have compassion for the volunteers, just like we need to have oh, compassion yes. for the pets and have compassion for the people Definitely. that are looking for the pets, the, the perspective the people, again. Yeah. The they, work there. they invest their heart and soul into that and that's not their day job. Right. So, 
I mean, that, it's my day job. That's what I do for a living. I, I get paid and to do my job. And still, and right. still. And still, I'll know? invest my heart and soul too. But that's whatever. right. That's right. And we, yeah. and, and we absolutely oh, adore you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, thank you. We're, we're very grateful to, to you, to yeah. you to and you people and like you, your colleagues and, and the work you do. And we wouldn't be able to uh, have pets with wonderful lives if if you weren't around. Right. Yeah. So before we uh, keep you all night, uh, (laughs) I do want to ask, because you you see that side of it, you know, there's Mm -hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly, and you see it all and you see the worst of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And I think as we're talking about this, if um, for listener viewer, if you find yourself in a situation or you know people, you have family that maybe this has happened. Uh, mm-hmm. You you had a, a sense of normalcy and you thought you more, had the best intentions. I, I want a new furry friend right. um, adopted. And for whatever reason, it's not working out. It's either behavior issues or now your schedule has gotten just so crazy that you can't de- yes. devote the time. Um, mm-hmm. What can you share with us, Shelly? What um, advice? I know you said call a shelter is great, but what, what would you tell them keeping these pets, if we were to try to keep them from out of the shelters and try to keep them happy and engaged as possible. It's a lot of working their brain. They need problems to solve. Um, Whether that's puzzle toys, snuffle mats, the hide and seek of the treats around the house, um, just something to engage their brain. Uh, A place where they can lay and watch the world go by, you know, by a window or um, if they're in the yard, which is, I had a dog, I swear he would not come in the house. He was an outside dog. And he, every time I tried to bring him in the house, he would flip me off and go back out. <laughs> okay. um, you, if they are an outside dog, give them a window in the fence so that they can watch the world go by. Um, just a lot of interaction. Um, we are in the middle of remodeling the house right now. My partner works from home. And so sometimes the dogs have to be confined to the back bedroom while the workers are doing their thing. We have one dog who is a destructomatic, like he will just eat the dog bed because he's bored. Um, one day I come home for lunch and I'm like, all right, you know, I turned on Disney. She said she went into the bathroom bedroom to check on him because they were being really quiet. And he was like watching <laughs> TV, just like looked at her and then went right back to watching TV. She said, normally if I go in the room, he just like jumps all over her and uh, up. I put on up and he apparently loved that movie. Oh, so um, you may try. Lady in the Tramp is probably the other one. Yeah. (laughs) You may try putting them, you know, in front of the TV set. It works for toddlers. Sometimes it works for dogs. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Put them in front Um, of the iPad. (laughs) Yep. 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 That makes sense. So, uh, you know, just really anything to, that'll work their mind. Frozen treat balls. Uh, everybody likes the frozen peanut butter Kongs. Those are good until they get really good at getting them empty. And then they're like 10 minutes later. Okay, I got it. Give me something else. <laughs> um, so you lick do mats, have to. maybe. Yeah, lick mats. Yeah. Uh, you do have to rotate the toys. You know, mm-hmm. imagine watching the same show over and over and over again. You're going to get bored. Mm-hmm. Give them uh, a good toy rotation so that it's not always the frozen peanut butter Kong because it gets boring after a while. Okay. And Max is trying to put in his two cents. Um, Please tell us, Max, from the dog world. <laughs> <laughs> he says snuggle time. Aww, yes. We you. like Aww. snuggle time. Um, and, you know, doing the obedience training. Get home from, from work and work their minds with some obedience training. Um, 
it, that is working their mind and giving them something to think about and, and learn uh, will help them overall. And bonding with, with you. And yeah, it'll, it'll create that bond. Yes. Um, but don't be opposed to crate training. Dogs actually like crates. Um, they, I, so, I, they like crates. It's, it, it's their little bedroom. It's their secure place. Years and years and years and years ago, um, had a dog and, uh, the, the guy at the pet store was like, you, you've got to crate train him. You've got to crate train him. And no, no, can't do that. Can't do that. And he equated it to, you put a baby in a crib. Nope. Mm-hmm. Still can't do that. I got Digby and Digby was crate trained. And I'm thinking, no, the cat sleep on the bed with me. Digby needs to sleep on the bed. No, he does not. <laughs> no, he does not. You won't do a whole lot of sleeping. Yeah, no. Put Digby but, on the bed. Yeah, he just spins. <laughs> the, the really, um, what I was shocked about, and, and we also have, we have a, a an, an X pen exercise pen mm-hmm. for him because we have enough room for, and he loves it. Mm-hmm. And he has, I'm shocked. I, our listeners, our viewers know I, I was not a dog person. I always had cats. Right. Um, and like, I'm shocked at the fact that he's now been trained by me. <laughs> When he is done eating, partly, partly when he is, he's no, he was trained a lot by you. And he's like, I, um, excuse me. Yeah, no, she, she gave me a, you know, she gave him all training. But these little things like, you know, he now knows that his brofer is older and slower and everything. So when Digby is done eating, he goes into his, his little crate yeah. and he gets even still some good habits. Yes. Yeah. It, and he loves his yeah. little crate. Right. And, and you do, you get that by making the crate a positive place. You never use the crate for yeah. punishment. Um, you hide treats in there when they're not in there so that when they go in there, like, oh, yay, this is a cool place to be. And it does. It makes them love their crates. Um, Max hasn't had to be in a crate for quite a few many years, but um, when I did, he outgrew them. I don't, can't afford a crate for you. Um, <laughs> uh, when he was younger and he was a puppy, I would just leave the crate open, you know, when I was at home and half the time I'd be sitting at the computer doing something and I'd be like, all right, where's Matt? Oh, he's in his crate. Okay. Yeah. He would just put himself in. That's where he liked to nap was in his crate. So. Uh, yeah. And I, I was shocked and, and yeah, it's great. It's, mm-hmm. So everybody out there that, you know, doesn't think that they like crates, they actually do. And they now do. I'll, uh, now I'll say, you know, to Digby, okay. And, and I half Italian, have English to him. And I'm like, Digby. Andiamo, nina nonna, the dialect and not, time to go to sleep. Let's go. It's time to go to sleep. And Show off. Boom. And boom, he's like in his crate. Well, See, I just tell him to go get in their box. And... <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, well, one means, you know, we're getting ready to go to sleep. So he settles in and settles in. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. Was... But the, I mean, that's a testament to you know, they, they do like to please us. They do like to make us happy and and bond with us in that way because it is interaction. Yeah. And I think to, to your point, Shelly, that's as we talk about, you know, engage with them, bond with them, do these things that I think can be overwhelming to somebody in that situation, because I think that's another thing on my to-do list that I have to do after I go to work. And I, I would say not to overthink that, right. It can be something as similar as, you sit on the couch and you say, sit, sit, sit. with me and, yeah. and work on a, a routine where when you sit down on the couch and you get ready to relax, 
you're teaching them to sit down and relax. And if relax. it takes a little little teeny part of your Dorito or whatever that is that entices <laughs> yeah, hot dogs, hot dogs make oh, great hot. training treats, right? Oh, but, okay. but or popcorn, right? So like anything oh. that you're sitting down that that you two can share that experience. It's a relaxing experience. Mm -hmm. It's not something yeah. that's going to take a lot out of you mentally it, or or physically. Yeah, the obedience training doesn't have to be an intense, rigid, you know, system. You're mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. right. It can be. Uh, while I'm unloading the groceries, your job is to sit and stay. Yeah. And that's it. And yeah. uh, to them, that's, oh, I have a job. I have to sit and stay. I have to sit right here and not move. That's my and job. You've engaged, you've bonded, you've trained, you're checking a lot of boxes there for yeah. both of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they say uh, children love structure. Mm -hmm. You know, they, we had that, we had that bit of time where, Oh, let the kids do what and people start. Let the kids do what they want. They're just expressing themselves. They want structure. They, yeah, they want to express. Know. They want to know structure. Yes, yeah. no. What here, the boundaries there. are. Dogs, even cats, even as my cat. I know, right? I will not not nearly as much. And my cats want a little bit of structure. You know. No, I. Yeah. You know, we don't want you going there. You don't do that. Yes, you can do this. This is wrong. They want that structure and the treat. Yes, and they like that. I think they, the cats are training you. Could be. <laughs> could be. They like. She thinks we like the structure. We like the treats. That come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am much more obedient. <laughs> what? What? Uh, dogs have. What is it? Dogs have owners. Cats or have dogs staff. have masters. Cats have, have staff. staff. Yes. Yeah. yeah, have servants. Have staff. <laughs> well, thank you so much for for yeah. sharing with us your expertise and knowledge, and we'll let you get back to your evening and enjoying it. But um, we'll just kind of summarize. Um, keep you know keeping engaged, keeping these pets engaged in a post pandemic world. Um, it's not do do or die. It's not all no. or nothing. No. small things to engage, small things to keep them busy and things that you can enjoy and find relaxing and fulfilling as well. It doesn't have to be something overwhelming yeah. or too much. And um, thank you all who have adopted yes. and thank you for sticking it out through difficult situations. It is hard and we don't discount that. We don't discount how multifaceted um, this is. And Shelly, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Yes, ma'am. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate thank you. you having me. Yeah, thank you. Have a wonderful pleasure. evening. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, we hope that this helped helps helps you and uh, maybe helps someone you know. And um, as Shelly said, you know, if you know someone who's going through something like that and they're scared they have to rehome or having some behavioral issues and just overwhelmed, say, I love my dog. I don't know what to do. Call a shelter. Reach out. Reach yeah. out to your friends. And we're glad and to help, too. We're glad to help, too. Reach out to us. We uh, we can connect always you. connect you and provide some ideas and thoughts. Check in with your friends. Uh, I'm guessing most of our, uh, our, our dear listeners and our dear viewers are experienced parents, and some may not be. They're like us, crazy. Crazy. About our pets. Reach out to those friends of yours that may have adopted during the pandemic or maybe are just adopting now and double check. How's it going? How's it going? Just like you would a new mom and dad, you mm -hmm. know, how's it going? Are they sleeping through the night or, you know, ask and then offer to help. Yeah. That's good advice. I think good nugget there, Kat. Good Thank nugget. you. Every once in a while. 
Well, we are here for you every week uh, with new things, all things Corgi and pet lifestyle. If you enjoyed this, please drop us a comment below and like and subscribe. Here for you every week. Follow us on all the socials, Corgi Town USA. From Candy, Chuckles, Mortimer, Hammer, Booger, Catherine, Digby, and uh, sitting home, the honorary Corgi, Wigan. Wigan's working remote. Wiggins remote. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye.